the host of the hour, first to follow the fox named Neve, with books laid before the bear named M, to read and retire around the long fire. We're back. We took a week off. Didn't mean to, but we did. Yeah. Um, I was really waffling and then like just got continually more depressed about still having bronchitis. So uh, um, you're allowed. I don't mind yeah. you take time off. I know you don't like to, but yeah, sometimes you just can't be bothered. Um, I always have to weigh, like, am I going to feel worse about not doing the podcast or am I going to feel worse doing the podcast? So, mm. um, and I like felt the scales actively tipping as the, the evening went on. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, if we recorded last time, I had something, I, I knew I had some joke I was going to do around you doing the whole, like bibu tax and rizzler song oh but I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. It anymore we we managed i managed to d- destroy the brains of at least a dozen people in the discord who uh <laughs> had to suffer that shout out to ancient mecca specifically who was driving and couldn't change the song and so i had to listen to it for like 10 minutes against his will um <laughs> which was true hey look i swear to god i've listened to that whole hour loop like three times uh, I, yeah, I believe it. Sometimes you just have a problem. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the the one update that I think was after then when we would would have recorded, uh, Nerissa got an ASMR uh ASMR mic, which I know, um, you know, you're not a fan of the the specific mic, but oh yeah, she got the fucking three um, D O that everyone gets that has the fucking fake ears, which is fine, whatever. Um, but. A, that means they're just going to rub up on the fake ears, which is not like an ASMR experience I'm particularly like interested in. And two, B, I don't remember which one I did. Um, it sounds like shit. I think the mics sound really like metallic. Um, this is, okay, as someone who's like an ASMR sicko, because I've been listening to it for like a fucking decade, before it was called ASMR, when people were just doing weird like whisper videos that came out of like makeup tutorials because I had anxiety and ADHD and I didn't know about it yet. Um, it was a way to self-soothe when I was falling asleep. Um... I don't really like the, like, very performative, like, ear massage, ear cleaning, fucking, like, VTubers just love this stuff. And it's kind of, like, the sort of, like, service industry ASMR, I feel like, is, like, a very, like, Japanese ASMR tends to be this flavor. Um, And I think they've trickled into the VTubers through that. And it's just not, I'm looking for someone to, like, show me what's on their phone or, like... Uh, do a Sudoku or like play a video game or something uh, while talking quietly. I want like something that's like can kind of engage my brain is not just like the sludge of noises happening. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. But isn't like a full on like girlfriend role play because I, I don't like I'm not like anti it, but it's just not really what I'm looking for out of my time chilling out. <laughs> yeah. Um. I've never gotten the like ASMR sensation that people oh, talk about. Not once. Not a single time in yeah. my life. <laughs> Except maybe sometimes during haircuts, but I think that has more to do with like my hair being touched and not the the like actual sounds. Yes. I actually yeah. weirdly get like the negative version because some people respond really badly to ASMR. They get like the the tingles or whatever, and they feel really bad and like they just react really negative. I get it when like there's like dry sounds. Like if if a pencil scrapes paper, I get like the nails on the chalkboard response, which is kind of like related to ASMR. Um, yeah. So if you don't get ASMR or whatever, uh, and I don't, I never did, um, it, just imagine like nails on a chalkboard, but it's like good. You're, you just like, most people find it very relaxing. I, I just find it soothing for anxiety reasons. Anyway, 
all this to say that she got this mic kind of bums me out because she sings. She has probably good mics that would be perfect for ASMR. You just set up two of them. The problem is live ASMR versus pre-recorded ASMR. You set up two mics, you edit them together, you pan one hard left, one hard right. And that's how you get the stuff without buying a $10,000 head like Fauna did, right? Um, yeah. Because the 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 big um, KU100, like, Moai head version, which is which are very good mics, cost fucking ten thousand dollars because it's like audio test equipment for like sound chambers, um, nonsense equipment. <laughs> Normal people should not have KU one hundreds. Yeah, um, I have a lot of opinions about ASMR. Uh, they never come up because yeah. it, it doesn't really interface with like what I do on podcasts. But um, also as a members only stream i'm not a member i only i like i'm only i'm in one vtuber membership right now and it's for amia rania and uh because she deserves the support and it needs it uh yeah. I, I was in i was in kiara's for a while i was in fauna's for a while but i just don't i don't like i don't watch streams live and the member stuff is always like smaller groups so you can get more chat interaction with the talent and i'm just not i'm never looking for that so i just never do it yeah um yeah, Nerissa's been doing, probably for a while, we'll just do members only, because mm-hmm. she's, like, uh, you know, doesn't really know how to do ASM star stuff without, like, peeking the mic and stuff yes. sometimes. Um, and so it's just, like, while I'm, like, practicing this, it's just, like, members only. You know, maybe at some point I will yeah. uh, feel good enough to, to, like, do it as a more public thing. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, she did do an ASMR version of the Nerizzler song. Yeah, and so. you didn't send it to me, which I'm upset about. <laughs> Um, I'll have to try and dig it up because, uh, I think that was the one that I was watching live. Yeah, you were. Um, especially sometimes the member ones I will, like, have just, like, in my headphones while I'm, like, you know, making dinner or whatever. Yep. So, yeah, no, I understand. Um, yeah. Um, the, there was the part where she just ate an entire sleeve of Ritz crackers in, into the, the ASMR mic, uh, which is very funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> um... The the crackling of the like plastic sleeve was so loud compared to everything else. Oh no. Um but um yeah, just a lot of mouth sounds, which I'm sure is was unpleasant for some people, but Yeah, I'm not like um, super I just find it funny. I've never liked mukbang. Like I feel like it's like disgusting to me. I don't want to listen to people eat. Like in person doesn't squick me out, but like in the microphone amplification of it, it's just gross. Yeah. Um, I don't really mind the, the like microphone, like I don't get grossed out by it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not like, I don't like pursue mukbang stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's funny that whenever Nerissa eats on like a members only stream, she just like barely talks during it. <laughs> She'll sometimes <laughs> maybe like comment like on the sandwich that it tastes good or whatever, but like, <laughs> um, which is just funny to me because it's just like listening to someone eat. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, we, we did read us the, well, not saga, but the epic. Look, they're just called, um, everything we read is a saga now. Beowulf, a saga. Nibelungenlied, yeah. a saga. We're going to read, yeah. like, collections of legends, <laughs> sagas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mort Darthur, sagas. Sagas, yeah. Yeah. Um, thankfully, I did, uh, I've been trying to, like, do notes as we go through, just so that when stuff like this happens, we're not completely adrift. Um, so, cause I barely remember what happened. Um, so Nibelungen lead, uh, chapter 31. Um, 
So it starts out with Hagen and Volker. So they like did that night watch, I think. Yeah. Was where we, we ended up. Yes. Um they convince the rest of the Burgundians when they're when they're going to church to like gear up as if they're going to battle. Uh uh-huh. and so of course the the Huns are like uh, why are you bringing your weapons into church? And they're like, oh, uh, this is our custom. We, we wear our weapon and armor for three days straight when we go to a new place. It's just our custom. Um, they're like, oh yeah, you know, we can't, we can't, uh, mess with your customs. So, um, that works. Um, and then also Hagen and Volker, like, partially block the door so that everyone has to, like, be all annoyed and, like, try and shove past them you know um just like the most obnoxious like guy standing in front of the door on a train vibes here um yeah yeah um and there's also this funny bit where uh like the the poet writing this has no idea what any heathen customs are like um and so it's like well of course they have mass they just do it a little bit differently than us yes (laughs) uh which is very funny um but then uh, a bohort starts up, which if people don't remember, is like it's basically like free for all jousting. Is, is kind yeah. of the vibe I get. It seems extremely um, dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is mostly like harmless at first, uh, but the Burgundians are all put on edge by this because they're like, oh, you know, maybe somebody's gonna try to attack us in the in the crowd. Um, and Fulker's like, well what if I attack someone in the crowd and I see some pretty boy and I'm just going to fuck him right up? Um, Oh, like fight club. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and Gunther's like, no, you can't do that. We have to let the Huns attack first. Like we can't be the first people to start shit. Uh, and Volker's like, no, I'm going to start shit. I'm, I'm going to attack this pretty boy. Um, and so he like drives his lance, like straight through the boy. Um, and it almost causes this huge fight to break out, but King Etzel himself, like, runs down from his, like, king, you know, box seating up above, um, and intercedes and is like, obviously it was an accident, like, uh, you know, Volker just, like, you know, his horse stumbled and, and, um, you know, was, was not trying to, to actually kill this boy. Um, whether or not King Etzel believes this, I don't know. Uh, could just be trying to paper things over, but, um, yeah, once that happens, everybody sort of, like the, the Huns sort of cool off. Um, and then, uh, Creamhild tries to convince Dietrich to help her kill the Burgundians, but he just like immediately refuses. Like, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, but then she successfully convinces Blodelin, uh, instead, uh, but the narration keeps telling us all the things that he has promised and will never get. <laughs> Um, and I made some note of, uh, some passage that I apparently thought was, was funny. Um, yeah. Uh, finding no treachery in the Lord of Verona, she at once swore to give Blodolin some broad march lands formerly held by Nuodung, but Blodolin was later slain by Donkfort with the result that she, that he forgot the gift. I thought the line of he forgot the gift was really funny. Yes. It's really uh, good. Yeah. um but then uh the end of this is slightly weird where like creamhild brings out her son ortlieb um and it's treated like this like her bringing out her son is like her already deciding that he's going to die 
or something mm-hmm. um, in order to, like, get revenge. Um, I think there's, like, a specific... Because I'm trying to remember some of the, like, Norse versions of this story, and I think there is one where she, like, specifically, like, goes to her son and is like, you know, you need to go, like, you know, throwing the bloody cloak kind of thing. Like, you need to go take out Hagen, and then the the son goes to, like, you know, Hogni, uh, goes to fight Hogni, and then, like, the whole, you know, killing him and stuff happens happens later in this. Um, but it feels like that's just missing here. Because um, what happens instead is... Uh, Etzel basically, like, it seems like he's sort of asking the Burgundians to foster, um, Ortlieb. Yes. Um, and Hagen's like, no, he seems ill-fated, uh, so we won't foster him. Um, Hagen himself is the ill-fate, but... (laughs) Yes. Um, but yeah, that's how that, that chapter ends up. Um, and then chapter 32... Um, how Donkvort <laughs> slew Blodolin. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Blodolin shows up, uh, he tries to s- start shit with Donkvort and, uh, is immediately beheaded by Donkvort. Uh, a big fight breaks out and 9,000 squires and a dozen knights of Donkvort's die. Uh, and so then Donkvort alone stands and he just turns into a video game character and he has to like fight through the level to get from one hall to the other um and just kills everyone in his way to like get to the hall where where Hagen is um i thought yeah. this part was ridiculous where like his whole troop dies at, inside the hall and then he's just like fighting his way through a mass of people um and then uh chapter 33 um so Dunkfart goes into the hall and he's covered in the blood of all the men that he killed. Um, at first, they're like worried that he's bloody and he's like, oh, no, none of it's mine. <laughs> uh, I just killed a bunch of people, though, um, and tells Hagen what happened. Um, and then Hagen offers a toast to the dead, starting with Kriemhild's son, Ortlieb, who he immediately kills. Um, I think he like cuts off his head um, and then kills the the tutor as well for some reason just like vindictively Um, everything here just like blows up in such a like you didn't have to go this way i feel like this could have been diffused no one had to die haka was like we're gonna die i'm afraid we're gonna die and finally just decides i guess we're all gonna die (laughs) yeah like Volker and hagen specifically are the ones most starting shit at the end here (laughs) um but yeah, uh, he also then uh, goes up to one of the minstrels who came to, to like, Burgundy as the, um, like, messengers inviting them. Uh, and it, as payment for inviting them to Hungary, cuts off his hand. And he's like, hey, now I can't play music. I, I need my hand to play music. Um, and then a bunch of fighting breaks out. Uh, and the Burgundians, like, bar the doors out of the hall uh, so that everyone is trapped inside. Um, and so Kreemhild asks Dietrich to help her escape. Um, and he like stands up and when he speaks, like all the fighting suddenly halts. Um, there's a lot of like big Hollywood action movie vibes sometimes with some of this stuff. Um, but then he asks to leave, um, because he is not like, they haven't wronged each other. The, the Burgundians haven't done anything to Dietrich. Dietrich hasn't done anything to them. It's like, basically let's, let's call a truce. This part um, makes zero sense to me. The whole yeah. thing is that they, this, the Creamhild wants to kill them. They know this. Yeah. <laughs> they let her go. 
Yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure. You can leave with the other people who haven't, who haven't slighted us, uh, like Etzel and Cream Hill. <laughs> um, it's not even implied that like Dietrich is like smuggling her out. It like really just seems like no. he's just like, yep. All right. Come on. Come on. Cream Hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, after that, we just get a bunch of really purple pros about how good, uh, they all are at fighting, but especially Volker, who uh, swings his sword like uh, the the bow of his fiddle. Sam, there's like uh, yes. just extended m- metaphor comparing uh, him killing people to him playing an instrument. Yeah. Um, I was unexpecting it to have this many unforced errors from the the Burgundian side. <laughs> I just feel like this has turned into like they've they've lost the plot and like maybe that's the point, but this is like turned into like a Coen Brothers like disaster and not a, a, <laughs> yeah. a, an executed plan to undo this woman's vengeance. They they just started like a fight, a fist fight at the cookout for like no discernible reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you learn that your sister, who's now married to you know this other guy, and you're like at his cookout. Um, like wants to mess with you, and so then you just start a fist fight at the cookout. Yeah, yeah. Um, but at least there was some entertaining stuff in there. Uh, a lot of it was very ridiculous, over the top. Then, um, also the start of next chapter is how they threw the corpses from the hall. Um, (laughs) which is a a pretty metal uh title for a chapter um but yeah uh yeah it just turned into a disaster uh this should have like comedy music over the top of it as (laughs) yeah um ridiculous this turns into wagner's great opera i'm like what what's what's happened here (laughs) <laughs> where's the grand tragedy yeah um maybe we're finding the reason why he pulled so much from Norse sources yeah uh yeah um because also there's no Valkyrie in this at all that's um, true yeah and if I know anything about uh Wagner's ring cycle it's that the women singing are Valkyrie and wear the Valkyrie helmet. Oh, yeah. Same. Yeah, I've seen that Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. Same. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's most of what I know about the ring cycle is Bugs Bunny cartoon yeah. uh, and similar cartoon references. I've seen yeah. Listomania. Doesn't really come up that much. <laughs> uh, I've played Gabriel Knight 2. All of the things that are relevant here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's about it for the for the saga, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we picked our next book. We did. I have I have my copies here. It's really it's. I'm like, oh, this is smaller than I was expecting. Um, I don't have uh my copies, but um, the mail in Chicago has been real fucked up. Um, well, fair enough. Uh, uh so we next time we have we have a couple weeks left. We're not done, obviously. Um, yeah. But we're going to move on to Beowulf after this. Yeah. So if you want to read along, uh, we picked the version of Beowulf. What version of Beowulf do we pick? Uh, the one that's by Maria Devana Headley or Headley. Yeah. Um, um, 
which uh, neither of us have read. It's kind of a, the hot new translation. It's from 2020. Um, yeah. I know it's in much more like plain modern language, um, which is exciting to me. Um, not because I'm against the older versions. Uh, you can definitely read those also just cause it's fun. We've, I've read the old, you've read multiple translations. I've read multiple translations. So, yeah, the, the one that I would like also recommend, uh, as being like readable, um, like a good readable, entertaining one, but that also is going to give you like some sense of the language is the Heaney one, the Seamus Heaney. Um, but, uh, Beowulf, a new verse translation. I always think of it. This is weird. Because it's not true, but I always think of it, I always thought of it as like the one with the weird, like polygon head on it, even though it's chainmail. My brain just read that as like a weird polygonal head once upon a time and just it's stuck in my brain forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and the one that specifically I have uh, is the the like bilingual version. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if there's non bilingual editions yeah. of that. But the, uh, the, I know it's like from the is it forget if it's like the seventies or the nineties. Um, yeah, ninety nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the the Headley one is much more is just you know in the modern. There's no original version. If you want a visual yeah. version of Beowulf to check against, there you know it's available. It's free. It's in the public domain. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, famously the the one that we're going to read, the Headley one, uh starts with bro for the the first word. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh so I'm excited for that. It'll be it'll bring yeah. uh, an energy, I hope. But we've we've got some time. I just want to let you know in case you want to track down a copy. After that we will be doing um Yeah. Some of Thoriana. I've got I we we've got the book. We'll announce it a little later. Um it's more of an expensive one because it's more of a study book, but you know, yeah, we're doing it. We're doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we'll we'll probably figure out if we're gonna do like one more thing before we we go back to yeah, Iceland. Yeah, you, you but... talked about doing some like Irish myths or whatever, which I was interested in, not knowing anything yeah. about them other than yeah, what was in I... fate. <laughs> yeah, I want to look into it a little bit and like find a good one to read. Yeah. Um. Because I do have that like penguin one that just seems like a collection of myths, but yeah. um, I also it seems like it's pulling from various sources, and it'd be nice to have one that's just like, oh, here's like a translation of like one of the you know main sources or like piecing together like a main book, you know. Um, so, yes. Um, but yeah, I'll have to look into that, but I have time, so yeah, I haven't been prioritizing it. Oh, I mean, Lamar Darth is going to take us fucking ages, so no rush. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, after that, probably, like, the, the two big ones at the top of the pile uh, is the, when we go back to Iceland, is the Poetic Ada and Urverad Saga. Yeah, this so. will pro- that will probably be season three. Yeah. Um, and it'll probably yeah. be after that, like, right there, so. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to read Journey um, to the West. Uh, no, I don't think we're going to do that, but we could. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like that's it for Saga Talk, though. Yeah, we're definitely out of Saga Talk now. <laughs> um, what, what have you been up to? 
Um, gaming mostly and being being mentally ill, mentally and physically ill. <laughs> Those are my two. I things. guess mostly same for me as well. Um, main game I've been playing is Final Fantasy VIII. So. I know you're in disc three. Yeah, I am. Uh, on my way to to Esther, I'm like okay. There's a there's a part where you are the uh, Laguna, the mm-hmm. idiot, um, and you're like in a lab and you're doing a breakout. Yeah. Um, and I've like we like broke out and then we're about to go back in and that's where I saved. Okay. So. Interesting. A lot of a um, lot of uh, dramatic events ahead of you. Yeah. Um, but you got to the Battle of the Gardens, which is fucking sick as hell. Yeah. Uh, although I got really annoyed with the little mini game where you have to like punch the other like the guard on the oh, helicopter. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah. That's um, a PlayStation Final Fantasy classic is indiscernible mini games for no good reason. Final Fantasy 7 has like 20 of them for no like, yeah. like, why why am I doing CPR mini games exactly? <laughs> they better put CPR in the remake. Uh the, the scenario in which CPR happens is like that boss is in there, that environment's in there. They haven't shown the CPR mini game, but uh in theory, yeah. They did the like uh dance routine in the yeah. gym yeah yeah, yeah. They, did, they did the squat so, competition uh yeah. the dance the dance actual dance thing is uh new but like the next game would have maybe snowboarding probably not snowboarding snowboarding is gonna open game three uh <laughs> but they've got uh chocobo race which we've seen um all of the gold saucer mini events which we've seen um the parade we have to perform in the parade which is the worst mini game ever created the fucking yeah. impossible to do i hope they bring that back yeah <laughs> Um, the CPR <laughs> I hope it's still mini impossible. Um, yeah, so plenty, plenty to yeah. do. Uh, Tifa playing the piano. We already know the piano's got a whole huge mechanic where you can play the piano, play a bunch of songs. Um, so the the safe yeah. unlocking mini game in the Nibelheim Mansion. <laughs> <laughs> Famous um, events of Final Fantasy VII. I also had to do the uh, Ruby Dragon fight mini game. Oh yeah, uh, in eight. Uh, and the, the little like, uh, Prima or Brady or whatever guide mm-hmm. that I have like a scan of that I've been, you know, sometimes referencing just so I have like a little bit of a sense of where I'm supposed to go. Um, especially when I'm just like came back to it after like a couple days and I'm like, what am I doing again? Um, and also to make sure I don't miss GFs. Um, but yeah, so for, for that, they had a little note there of like, if you have a turbo controller, you can use the turbo to like you know, basically cheese the attacks on this one. Um, and I was like, I have a Steam Deck, so that'll work. <laughs> um, I've never, I've so never yeah, just, played with a turbo controller. Um, I had one back in the day because mm-hmm. um, it was it was really, really useful for some like shoot 'em up stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just set it to like turbo press that button yeah. uh, and then you instantly get that hit against the Ruby Dragon like as soon as you push the button. So... Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, uh, that's very exciting. In a couple of weeks, we'll be able to actually talk about Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, hopefully. Um, well, it'll, it'll sort of depend on my free time, but yeah. I'm able to play it like a little bit during the day on weekends when it's just like we're chilling around at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kids starting to get independent enough that sometimes it's like, oh, I can actually just like play something myself or like read something or whatever. So. Damn. Um, yeah. 
sometimes I read sagas now, just during the day. So instead of having to do it like over lunch or in the evening, it's exciting. I'm like starting to get a long glimpse back, of weekend back, back minutes of free time. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I would ask you what you've been playing, but you're always like, I have another podcast for that. So. Well, yeah, I was I was playing Octopath Traveler last week. Finished that. I talked about that on role mapping. I didn't like it very much, unfortunately. I too specifically. Um, and this week, well, over the weekend, I was playing Prince of Persia, which is the next game club game, which seems pretty good. Um, a little rough around the that one, a little rough around the edges. Maybe if you don't want to play along with us from role mapping, uh, wait a couple weeks or months for them to patch it a little bit. I had like a quest break where I wouldn't advance the dialogue. Like the game would hard lock unless I disconnect, like I hit the PlayStation button. To, I'm playing on PS5 um, yeah. and t- turned my controller off and then turned it back on. And then it would advance the next bit of the quest, like side quest. And that happened twice just in this dialogue. <laughs> And the only reason I knew to look at that is it happened so often that I looked up online and there was a solution that fixed it for a lot of people. So, um, seems like a seems like a game with some uh, bu- bugs, but some bugs. Seems very cool. Yeah. And then this week I was playing Pseudo Regalia, which is fucking incredible. That game is uh, oh. Sometimes you play a game and you're like, I wouldn't want to cover this as my job. Like sometimes, sometimes I play a really good game. And I'm like, shit, we should have done a game club about this. Now I don't want to, um, because that's how my brain works. Um, but this one I never would have wanted to cover for a game club. I think it's too thin, but I don't mean that derogatorily. I, I just like it's it's a game about like the mystery of the thing, and but it's only like four or five hours long, and you just kind of play it. It's a nice jumping around a big castle video game, and that that's enough. Uh, but I, I fucking love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, did you play Immortality? Uh, I haven't. I've been okay. I I don't I haven't picked it up, but Okay. Yeah, I would like to to play it. Yeah, but. yeah, Half Mermaid announced two new projects today. Or they kind of got announced uh, from under them and they weren't and they're like I guess we're going to talk about these a little bit. <laughs> um, Michael Letts is apparently working on one of them, which is fucking exciting to me. Um Yeah. So very very delightful um i liked immortality quite a bit i I was a fan of her story her story is very dumb um the sisters of video games um but uh yeah you know i'm I'm a fan of uh sam barlow it's here's the thing i think it's really annoying that everyone's like all this new sam barlow i'm like half mermaid's like a bunch of people michael lutz is working on this one there's like credited screenwriters none of which were sam barlow on immortality like knock it off (laughs) yeah um, yeah, I bet I would like Immortality. Um, I know I was a little bit disappointed in her story, but it was like specifically because, uh, some of the stuff that you do in her story was just like stuff I was doing being a video archivist. Um, but then not being as like interesting as the stuff that I had in my head of like a game I was starting to work on that would be like digging through video clips and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was like, I felt like both, uh, it had eaten my lunch, uh, for like a game project I was working on and also just wasn't that interesting compared to the stuff I was thinking about. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I bet immortality I would just enjoy now, you know? Yeah. Um, So yeah, it's it's just like Um, three crappy movies held together with a a meta narrative. It's pretty good. You love crappy movies. (laughs) I love crappy movies. You specifically (laughs) like the kind of crappy movies that immortality is doing crappy movies of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, there's a there's a whole spectrum of crappy movies. Yeah, there are some that I don't love. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand. Um, yeah, it, I, I mean, you talked about it on uh, abnormal mapping, but yeah, you you were tweeting a little bit about Octopath Traveler two, and I was like, yeah, I feel like this is my. I never beat the first one, and it was mm-hmm. specifically just like I had this like uh, experience playing it, where I was like. I enjoy that it's like sort of doing a bit of a throwback to like this older JRPG style. Um, but part of that style was that it was like fucking 20 to 30 hours, you know? Yes. Yes. Uh, and that was like a good length game, you know? Yeah. Some of them were shorter than that. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, you need to be shorter, especially when this is like what the game is. The week know? the week before I went back to Octopath, because I played Octopath a little bit last year and kind of fell off about nine hours in, was me playing Star Ocean Second Story R in like 21 hours, the entire game. And I did yeah. pretty much everything but the final, like the post-game dungeon. Um and then I go to this game, which is like 50 hours, and most of it is like do the do a mini RPG quest eight times. Um, and it's just for like a person who like buy doesn't go through games like I do, right? Like they, they get an RPG or two a year and they play them for six months, and that's the kind of the game they work chip at for six months. And I I, I understand my complaints about Octopath Traveler 2 mostly are that it's not for me, right? Like, I recognize that I'm, I'm a yeah. hater, out of, and it's a game people love, and it's fine. I'm not, like, I'm not over here like, oh, it's objectively bad. It's not, like, it's not I Am Setson. I Am Setson is a fucking terrible RPG that nobody should play. <laughs> Octopath Traveler 2 just truly is not for me. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just like, it's, yeah, if you want if you want to spend six months playing an RPG and have a bunch of, like, different guys and really invest in, like, going around the world and doing a bunch of the fiddly stuff, Octopath Traveler 2 is a great game. Not, not for, I want to play a game for, like, two, three weeks and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was also the feeling of just, like, I, I feel like... For- it, for me, like the Octopath Traveler formula would have worked more if like gameplay was more different between them. But I was just playing it being like in the amount of time I spent on this, I probably could have like already played and be two like radically different older JRPGs. They would play yeah. similarly, but have like completely different stuff going on. Yeah. Um, well, that's yeah. the thing is like, I was just like. I wanted it more mixed up than it, it was. Yeah. Um, Especially as someone who, like, I played Live Alive, right? Which is this. Yeah. But every world you go into has radically different, like, ways to play it. You know, the the Western area is like a little RPG maker adventure where you're gathering a posse together to defend the town when the guys ride in. There's like one battle at the end when the guys ride in. Uh, the ninja one is you going through like a stealth castle as you got to kill a hundred guys or spare a hundred guys, whichever you got to pick one and do it. Um, one of them is just like a street fighter two fighting bracket, but all the battles are RPG battles. Like everything is so unique and bespoke and like, in- like interesting and exploring what you can do with the mechanics of an RPG. And Octopath Traveler two is eight stories that are just the same mechanics mechanics uh you, you pick whichever four guys in your party and you play the video game and there's no mechanical variation really and it, it just becomes it, like mush to my brain uh it's too similar yeah. like it just gets samey you know when, when i'm doing everyone's chapter two and all the chapter twos are about the exact same thing of like we went to a new town and we used to be plucky and full of uh hope for the future but now we've introduced the main antagonist of the story that complicates their journey um over and over and over again i'm like you can't do this to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah that is generally how i felt about the first one and why i never yeah. finished it because i was just like i could do something else <laughs> 
Well, um, I got so I got deep enough in where I was like, I'm either going to finish this now or I will never, ever, ever finish it. And it'll always be a thing that I go, well, maybe if I'd gotten past the chapters to where the game comes together. And I know because one of the big complaints about one is it never has like your entire party just hanging out. And two, that was a the thing they said, we're not going to do that in two. And they do for about three hours at the end of the video game. And you're like, I, I could just have a normal <laughs> RPG where my party interacts. It's what I want yeah. out of RPGs. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. There's been some great party interacting with Final Fantasy VIII. Yes. One of my one of my favorite animations in a video game is in the prison in early disc two where uh selfie kicks Irvin down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. boots him. Just like eat yeah. shit. <laughs> um Yeah. Um I was, uh, like, I've been enjoying Final Fantasy VIII a lot. Uh, there's a, and, mm. and, uh, Autumn hasn't played Chrono Cross. Um, yeah. but, like, when I was talking about, like, stuff that I enjoyed about Chrono Cross, Autumn was like, oh, I think, like, Final Fantasy VIII's talking about a lot of the, like, doing a lot of the same things. Um, and now I'm, like, deeper into it. I'm like, no, there would never be a part in no. Chrono Cross where there would be, like, your friends trying to get Surge to, like, hook up with Kid or whatever. Like, that would just never happen. Nobody cares about no. Surge that much except for, like, kind of Kid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, half the time she's not there. <laughs> yeah, Final Fantasy VIII was pitched as Final Fantasy is going to be doing a romance as, like, its main thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is always, like, a part of JRPGs, but it was like, no, this is what we're going to focus on this time, is this, these two characters and, like, a, a you know, dramatic romance in our story. Um, and that's all, that's often the stuff I really respond to in it. Like, not to get too into the weeds on the story, because I kind of want to wait until you're done. Um, yeah. And... The thing is, the things Final Fantasy VIII are interested in, the things the Chrono Cross are interested in, are just like radically different. Um, and like, I don't, I never expect you to be like eight as much as you like Chrono Cross. Chrono Cross yeah. is a very formative game for you. Chrono Cross is just like wild in the thing. It's its ambitions are strange and not what the genre does at all. Um, eight is just a good RPG. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I've been enjoying it a lot. And I think like a lot of the stuff of, oh, like, you know, Squall has to sort of get over himself in some yes. ways or like be willing to let people care about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a really good story. Um, but also like specifically what resonated with me in Chrono Cross was me feeling extremely isolated and alone and playing this yeah. game about being like, oh, wow, you're just like fucking adrift in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I, you even like find the purpose of your life and it's meaningless to you. Yeah. As someone who <laughs> you came, have to fix some other person's game <laughs> as someone who came to Final Fantasy VIII when I was 15 and very much like self image as like kind of the loner who was uh good at everything but in a way that made me like yeah i had big squall complex right like i identified very heavily with squall and that story means a lot for to me over time as i've grown up and changed a lot uh because of what it says about getting the fuck over yourself um yeah and and contrasting squalls learning to rely on his friends with seifer leaning into i've I've got my romantic dream uh squall easily could be a guy with a romantic dream thank god he's not (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it's I, I feel like I'm at the point now too where like like I had a part where I just uh undid all the like junctions that I had and like rethought yes. how I was yeah. gonna pair up people with, with GFs because um yeah. yeah. Um 
So that was a, a somewhat fun part of like puzzling through like, ah, what is going to be the good combos to do here? Because I feel like they've just gotten enough like actual other abilities now where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not just prioritizing like, oh, get as many uh, stat junctions as I can on each character. So, um, yeah. I mean, I'm still trying to have like maximum stat junctions. It's just way easier to do that now where I can then mix around uh, actual combinations and be like, oh, OK, now how does like counter and you know the defense stuff combine and all that so yeah um also once you get speed junction just the (laughs) um yes yeah there uh there's like a um a dfi i think um and i like because that one had the GF alert, so I read through being like, okay, what do I need to... Usually it's just you have to draw, but I sometimes will check, because sometimes there's some other weird thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it was talking about, like, this being really difficult, and, like, you can't do the reflect thing or whatever. Um, and then I just immediately put her to sleep. Um, <laughs> and then, like, two of my people already had speed junction, and so I just, like, ruined her day. <laughs> right. So, um, it was very funny. I was just like, you're asleep now, so I'm just going to draw a bunch of dispels because they junction well. So. I already got a bunch of uh, Isuna from somebody else, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. I I did at one point, because uh, I, I had it with, like, no encounters at all for a little bit, and I was like, I think I'm going to do, like, the half encounter because... Uh, you do do still get some like nice other things, um, and at this point, I'm often like turning regular enemies into cards anyway. Yes, so, um, yeah. And I'm now I'm starting to get the stuff where like you'll get the bonus point to strength or whatever. Uh, I think I have strength and magic oh, right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Yeah, that's basically where I'm at. Okay. Yeah, I keep uh, I keep stepping on talking about the narrative because I, I want to wait because that's yeah. just who I am. This is how it works for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be there when we get there. I'm excited. I'm glad you're digging it. Um, it's a game I cannot be normal about. Uh, yeah. I don't get I don't get like non brained about much things in the world, but eight is maybe the closest I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's really hard to be as, like, brained about anything as I am not a brained. So. Yes. Um, I was listening to Japanese punk music that made me think about Nana at work the other day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just thinking about Nana constantly (laughs) while at work, including sometimes getting emotional about Nana while I was at work. I'm like, why am I doing this? So. Um, it'll subside a little bit when, uh, we're done with going through it in Ghost Divers, but that's still, like, uh, May. Yeah. End of May. Also, I don't believe you that it'll ever go away. It's not going to go away, but it's, like, when I'm not actively reading it, it's going to be, it's going to reduce a little bit. It'll still always be there, you know? At least for a while. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I'm in too deep. I have that giant statue. Um, it's a cool statue, to be fair. Yeah. 
Um, I'm annoyed that because <clears throat> the like extreme cold just really messed up the the mail in Chicago. Yeah. Um, and the one package that got like extremely lost, I finally got another another update. Um, so hopefully it'll be delivered soon. Um, <clears throat> but it's like a a thing that did like basically a tour shirt for a blast. Like it looks like it would be like a band tour shirt. Um, and then also did like jewelry. So there's like replicas of the pins on Nana's hat, um, as well as a, a 707 necklace. So I'm excited for that stuff. It's going to be truly insufferable. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. You're allowed. You, you can have a thing. It's legal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I have been enjoying it. I mean, the the Ghost Divers episodes have not gotten shorter, but they've gotten a lot more fun to record, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I forget if Connor and I actually talked about this on mic, or if it was, like, after recorded once. Um, but yeah, we, we made the decision, and at the time we were like, oh, it just needs to be shorter because it feels too grueling. Uh, then once we cut down the amount of reading we were doing we were like oh actually the thing that we missed was like the ability to just not have to watch the clock constantly um so uh we can now like tangent and go you know an hour on like one chapter and then be a little bit shorter and shorter on the other ones or whatever so. yeah this is why we had to move why well, i decided to move the questions at the end of ggp seasons to a separate episode as last as of last season we'll be doing that going forward because we just had a thing where it's like we often have a guest um i we don't actually have one for double o right now but who knows what'll happen sometimes that stuff comes together last minute yeah i'm Uh, caught up on double o oh right yeah we can talk about that in a second um but um you know, I, I for 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 um, final episodes, I'm, I tell the guests like, "Oh, can you give can you give us like three hours?" And even with the questions, we run up against it. You know, it's like shit. Uh, we we need to cook, and then we get t- we get tired by the time we get to the questions, and we're running up on time, so we're just not got not giving them any time. Um, it's just hard. So I was like, let's just yeah. divide that out. <clears throat> yeah, I. Uh... When we started Ghost Divers, I intentionally was just like, I don't want to have to try and do this when we're like also doing a regular episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we started with like the separate question bucket from the start. Uh, but at the beginning, we weren't getting that many like emails and stuff. So we were also doing like, oh, let's have another thing that we can just talk about to like fill out an episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, we've just fully dropped that because we don't even get that many, but we, we get enough now and we yeah. like spend time on them that, yeah. We can get a full episode out of it. So yeah. I'm actually curious how many we'll get for Double O. Um, probably a lot. People people have strong feelings about Double O. I feel like it's mostly a Gundam people have been enjoying. I've been enjoying it, even though I think season two is uh, fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> season um, one, I had so much hope. I'm like, oh, a Gundam that fucking gets it. You need to take the next step beyond just asking the questions at the end of your show. You need to like talk about the scenario that your show is that sta- like a, a normal mecha show would establish. And then like, what what's the fallout of that? And somehow they've managed to just wrap back around to like living in the, the asking the question. And it's like, I hate it. But also there's like six non-binary clones of each other running around. And I'm fine with that. Like, I'm, I'm here yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah, that rules. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's, I'm I'm trying to think of the, like, I I feel like a thing that's like a trap that some of the AU Gundam stuff can fall into, Mm -hmm. um, is you have like the, 
things shift between like the original Gundam and then Zeta. Yeah. Um, and like who's on what side shifts a little bit. Um, and I feel like that stuff in Zeta, like there's like logical reasons for why stuff is shifting around. Yes. Um, but other stuff will just be like, well, we're just going to shift people around now. And so you're like, well, why is this person here now? Um, can, can someone please explain why <laughs> Atherin's doing anything and see destiny? You can't, no yeah. one can. <laughs> no. Yeah. See destiny. Uh, I mean, seed a little bit, but especially see destiny is just the worst at this of just being like, Oh, let's shift people around on different allegiances. Um, and I feel like it's also like, there's just like not enough commitment to building out like the interactions within that like group. Um, Cause it's like, Oh, do we really need to like bring this character over to the other side? So people can ha- like, can't you just develop more with like her, like Soma over on her side yeah. and then have like the battles where stuff will pop off a little bit, but um, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. I feel like just all the like, I feel like they still, it makes a little bit of sense why um, Louise became a super cop, but there's still just like weirdness around all of that too. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it has been like more fun, stupid though, than seed. I was remembering how much it sucked when they did the put the butch in the dress uh in seed where it was with kagali um yes. and they just made it the most miserable thing ever oh um, it sucks so much yeah and now double o has non-binary clones where the butch one is getting in a dress and the femme one's getting in a suit and i'm like all right i'm here for this yeah <laughs> yeah uh this is this is what i'm here for I mean, Sumeragi's, still... Sumeragi's plan was put tiari in a dress let's do it <laughs> yes <laughs> um I mean, it's still no Laurent in a dress. That part with that episode was fantastic, but um, yeah. Laurent did not jump out of a window of an exploding building, though. So you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's trade offs. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it is. It is very funny that uh, referring to the character as she her interior really backfired oh it's it was it's so funny how much this stuff backfired <laughs> on me yes yeah um yeah um i was looking up one thing because i was like curious about the gender situation this is like weird i i i feel like i like saw too deep into the future of the show but there's like weird stuff about whether uh innovator is like one class or another that determines stuff and some characters they don't know which class and i'm like this is weird <laughs> it could also be gundam wiki doing genetic type old type genetic new type with it i could see i don't trust gundam resources to know what what's happening in the show is gundam yeah regardless yeah yep um you know, not to, to talk too much about IBO, but when we did that season, uh, sure did read some wild synopses of stuff that happened. Okay. <laughs> um, at a certain point, our bit just became reading the wiki synopses and then talking about how much it misunderstood anything that happened. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, it is good. Double O's made me excited for you all to, to get to IBO. So... Well, a couple more years will be there. Yeah. You'll be 40 
when uh, is that is that still when? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't yeah. looked at the uh, spreadsheet. Have the numbers the keep changing. Yeah. We still don't even know how many episodes are uh, brave. Like the, the three kingdoms Gundam is going to be like many things up in the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to be caught up. I have to I have to do Rose of Versailles now, but, um, you know, now when I have free time to watch anime, I, I can just watch Rose of Versailles and then just stay up with ggp for double o i'll be very so. curious to see how you find rose of Versailles because i have been so extremely like up and down implies that i like don't like it but like there's so many things about the show that just don't work for me uh but i enjoy i'm really glad we're watching i think it's like a really interesting show it's often very beautiful there's just a lot of stuff i'm like there's a lot of wheel spinning and bullshit happening here <laughs> yeah um We'll see. I, there's a there's definitely a possibility that I feel the same because this is also the of like Ryoko Ikeda stuff that I've read. I also just have this feeling about it of like sometimes there's a lot of stuff spinning um, and yeah, it just like sometimes feels uneven to me. Like some stuff will feel way too rushed and another stuff will get like spread out where I'm like, meh, <laughs> the pacing's a little weird. Um, so I haven't read a ton of her stuff, but yeah um i'm sure it will look fantastic though oh yeah it looks great yeah uh they they never did it better than (laughs) anime in the 70s yes yes oh that was late 70s i was looking up when it was yeah yeah Actually, mostly 1980. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, if if I have too much else, um. No, I want to start reading Earthsea, but I haven't yet. So. No, I was um. I've been working on Eldest instead for Dragon Readers. Um. Also, work's been really busy, and I've had doctor's appointments, so I've been taking short lunches, which cuts my reading time. Um, so once I'm done with Eldest for next week, because we are the as this comes out, this the week we already recorded Eldest, but I, I have another readings. So I'm not done with the reading yet for this next episode. Then I will probably start on whatever the third Earthsea book is. I don't even know what it's called. I, haven't, I don't even think I put it on my e-reader, so I need to do that. Um, but uh, I'm excited. The first episode was really good. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I got a few weeks. Those books are quick reads, so. The farthest shore. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. I guess that's everything. Where can people find you? You can find me at Fox Omnia on uh Twitter and Blue Sky and also anything else that I'm on. Um, go listen to my other podcasts. Uh, if you go to exportaud.io, that's export audio, but with a period before the IO, um, that goes to the Patreon for the export audio network, uh, which is the, the main network that I'm on. Uh, and you can find links to podcasts there as well as become a patron. Um, ghost divers is where we're doing Nana, uh, you know, taking your sweet time. It's, it's been a lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. Um, 
I'm excited that we are like finally getting to the full cast of characters. The I was just reading the chapter where they uh introduced Shion. So um I feel like once you have Shion, you've got like basically everybody. You know? Yeah. With, like the main cast. So um Yeah. Uh go listen to Pondering Pluton with Hachishiro Taro and Hachimitsu Boy. Um I don't know if you've listened to the latest one, M. I don't oh, think no, I have. you haven't. Because no. it's releasing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even listen to we recorded this, this week, so Yeah. Um it's a lot of just like shop talk behind the scenes. Wait, on uh, stairwells or on On stairwells. Okay. Yeah. Uh but on stairwells we normally talk about movies. Uh we didn't on the I get I guess when this comes out this will still be true. On the most recent one. Um because combo of like depression health uh flight cancellations um and all of that we we didn't we ended up and poor scheduling i guess we didn't end up having uh time to both watch the movie and record so we decided to just record something um so we still haven't watched the straight story but i um, i feel like you and autumn have made an agreement that you would refuse to admit to to never actually watch the straight story i think you're doing a bit I was so ready to watch the straight story and Autumn just like doesn't seem to want to. And I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just get it out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like I, I'm not like expecting it to be my favorite David Lynch, but I'm like, yeah, let's just watch it. We're almost done with watching the David Lynch movies. Like, let's just get it done. Um, but I think I'm also just more movie mode than Autumn, even though we're both watching the same number of movies, but we talk about this on the stairwells, but it's like they don't have the drive. I do. And I don't have the time. Yes. Um, no, and when I do works. have free time, I'm like, I don't want to lose momentum on Final Fantasy VIII. So I guess I'm going to do that, even though I would like to watch a movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm like raring to just watch the straight story. Um, I'm sure there'll be some good character moments. Uh, it probably won't connect with me as some of the other David Lynch stuff, but I don't expect it to beat beat Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart is just my surprise favorite. So, um, yeah, go listen to all those podcasts. Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, em underscore being. Um, I would say follow me on Blue Sky, but I've not been using it that much. I've just not been trying to stay off of online as much as I can. Like, I'm on these ADHD meds. I'm trying to post less, trying to be online less, uh, just generally. Um, but that's where I am when I, when I do post. Uh, you can find my podcast, abnormalmapping.com. What should you listen to? Everything, obviously. But uh, Abnormal, Abnormal Mapping will have come out already about 007 Everything or Nothing. I think that's a pretty good episode. Um, I, I feel like it's not going to do well because uh, nobody – that's not true. I was going to say nobody in our audience remembers that game, but we have a lot of people in that audience who – that was one of the games of their childhood um, because our audience is younger than me mostly. Um, but I, I still am just like, I just don't know if this one's going to hit, but I thought it was a really good episode, so people like it. Um and uh check out dragon readers on the export audio network um the second episode should be up free already for everybody um where we finish aragon um 
<laughs> Aragon's Aragon's fucking weird. Those are weird books. Um, I I feel like I like them despite Chris doing his best to convince me that he's like a Randian. I don't think he is. I think he grew up. I feel like his parents might be Randians, and he he he's got to outgrow it a little bit. Um, anyway, um, if you'd like to support our podcast, you go to patreoncom mapping for one dollar. You get Great Gundam Project, watching Double O and Rose of Versailles. Uh, that's been very good. Uh, five dollars you get blockbusters we recently did um what the fuck did we do the fugitive the fugitive uh, yep <laughs> yes you learned about yes i learned about michael, michael douglas, douglas uh, yes, eating yes. so much pussy that he got throat cancer yeah uh, yeah. I don't think it's I don't think quantity is what did it I don't think that's the problem <laughs> 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 um anyway uh and you can also get me playing Final Fantasy Tactics every most weeks um, for $10, you get VoIP Life. Our most recent VoIP Life was just kind of like a behind the scenes shop talk kind of thing. I don't know what next time is. We will record it this weekend and it'll be out on Friday as you're hearing this episode. Um, I hope it's good. No idea. Haven't been doing anything. Uh, mostly been getting my ass beat at work. Um, and living under the worst snow that we've had in years and years and years. It fucking sucks. I mean, you got ice, which is even worse. Like at least ours is just snow. Um, Yeah uh so yeah that's everything we'll be back next week with two no three chapters why, why did i say two uh three chapters um if you like the show of course come into the discord and tell us all about it um and you know retweet the fucking plugs that's always that's always your job retweet the plugs retweet my fucking podcast uh as molly famously said retweet my fucking podcast um yeah and i think that's everything so until next week we're out of the podcast and then we were out of the podcast